Well, good morning, good day, good evening. Today, at least while I'm coming to you, uh, is Monday. It's April 11th, 2022. I still can't believe it's 2022. My name is Jill. This is the Dangerous Freedom Podcast. It is a podcast designed specifically for those men and women who, like me, have a uh, default nervous system response to danger that runs towards it, even if it's not a good idea. And, you know, why have I decided to make a podcast specifically for those of us who are like this? Because uh, I'm starting to get, I'm sorry, I have to move around and the microphone is going to fall. The, you know, I'm starting to feel like there's just going to be fewer and fewer people who, who, uh, fill this category as the world becomes crazier and crazier. And what I wanted to cover today, as you could see in the title, is the role of doubt and how oftentimes when you are uh, doing something dangerous, when you're seeking truth, when you're trying to solve a problem or fix something or learn something or master a new skill, uh, the role of doubt oftentimes becomes critical because what if, right? What if this is the wrong thing to do? What if this is the wrong message I'm trying to offer you? Uh, and the bigger question, you know, for me, I always reduce it down to what is the truth? What if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong about my version of the truth that I have dedicated, you know, four plus decades to seeking out Because what I can tell you about my process is that I can't find anybody else in the whole world that understands it the way I do. And so I am riddled with doubt. Maybe I'm wrong. Of course, you know, most people did not dedicate their life the way I did to this specific question and the path that I chose to take. So, you know, I tell myself that. Well, most people aren't sitting around thinking about things the way I think about things. But what if I'm wrong? And so I don't know what the role of doubt is in your process, but uh, as I was starting to kind of flesh that out a little bit, you know, I was able to get a little further down that rabbit hole. And so I thought I would share that with you. And, you know, when it comes to a nervous system response, usually that's a flood, right? So that you know, when you, when you are activated to run towards danger, you're not thinking. It's a primary response that overwhelms you. And then there's all these chemicals that take place. And so you are in that state of being, that state of mind. Your body is primed. Uh, there's no room for doubt. And doubt is the thing that makes you hesitate. Now, when you are in a crisis, right, if somebody's trying to hurt you or hurt somebody you love, there's no room for doubt. The moment that doubt enters uh, an active state, then it's over, right? If I've learned anything from my battle with the rattlesnakes is that the minute I hesitated, the minute I doubted whether I was committed to the action of uh, either... uh, relocating it or just killing it or ignoring it uh, that was when I was vulnerable because I dropped that 
focused, absolute commitment. And so what I learned is that, uh, and rarely, I would usually see a snake and I would have to go back and get my outfit on, you know, so I was protected and I have to, you know, for those of you, I can't, I don't know who's heard my rattlesnake stories, but, but I would use, I had a hiking stick with a prong on the end of it. So what I would do is I would hold their neck down and then I had a machete that I would chop their head off and that was uh, for me the safest and the most expedient way to do it Uh, but I never attempted to mess around with snakes that were too big because uh, they have a strike radius of one half to two-thirds the length of their body and so the stick and the machete were a way of keeping a you know two feet or three feet distance between me and the snake while I navigated, you know, getting its head pinned down, but I was doubtful whether a bigger snake uh, would be something I could manage. Uh, And so I knew the parameters, and I also learned that if I didn't just commit to the process, no matter what I was feeling, no matter uncomfortable or dread, I hate killing things, But I knew that if I didn't just do it, then invariably I would end up just messing around with a snake and stress it out uh, and walk away. The the harder it fought for its life, the less I was able to dispatch it and I usually would just let it go because I hesitated. And that's kind of what doubt is. It's that moment of hesitation. And it's good to have that. You know, I think that's a really positive response in some circumstances. But, you know, I was, as I was thinking about it, you know, there's two points in the process of doubt that really screw us over. One is if there's real danger, right? You cannot hesitate. You cannot hesitate. Once you commit to the fact that you are in protective mode, uh, if you doubt, it's too late. You've lost your moment. You've lost your focus. You've lost your uh, your uh, ability to accomplish what it is you were going to accomplish. And it, it withdraws the energy, right? It fractures the focus. It dissipates the intensity of what you need oftentimes to accomplish whatever it is that you are trying to that's extremely dangerous. Whether it's, you know, walking a tightrope, Uh, whether it's climbing a tree, whether it's trying to fix something that's super difficult. Uh, One time I was fixing the the Bronco and I had to solder and I'd never soldered before, but the wire was so short, I only had one shot. And I was, you know, perched, literally sitting on top of the engine, uh, you know, trying to solder. And I knew I only had one shot. And so I was really nervous because like, if I screw this up, I don't have any more wire to uh, strip and start over and so you know whatever it is when you enter the energy of doubt it can be very disabling but at the same time it's that same energy of doubt that will often uh, times be valuable right well maybe I should be questioning what's going on maybe uh, the authority figure doesn't have my best interest in mind and so There's always a role for doubt, uh, but I think that we have to establish a relationship with it because, uh, you know, as we move forward, 
uh, as humans, you know, we're so domesticated, we've lost our real relationship with danger, and we have a entertainment version of danger, but most of us don't have much real life experience with actual danger. And uh, one of the things, you know, I've learned in terms of just navigating nature and the elements is there's no room for doubt. You have to commit. You have to commit whether it's real or not, because if you don't commit, then, and you were right, uh, let's say you were right to move the trailer because the tornado was coming, right? You were right to uh, dispatch the snake because next time it would have taken you out or your one of your animals out. You have to commit to the danger and the act because if you give in to the doubt, the consequence would be too great. Now, the flip side is, is let's say, you know, you move your trailer or whatever because there's a tornado coming, but the tornado missed. And so you could be upset about the futility, but that comes in the trust and the faith that if you didn't, who knows what would have happened. And so I think the other side of doubt has to be some kind of faith within yourself. And uh, the reason, you know, I'm bringing that up is that I was having that conversation with myself about, you know, the value of even talking to you about this specific kind of nervous system. And I know I'm kind of being repetitive. One of the things that's been fascinating to me is, uh, as I listen to other people, how repetitive they are. And I always feel like, oh, you're supposed to be able to just say this one thing once and then move on to something new, right? Constantly being innovative and interesting. And the downside of the world today is there's so much information that we are stimulated by the new information. It's interesting. It occupies us, but there's no value because we don't retain it. It just becomes one more way to pass time. Uh, And I do most of my listening and learning while I'm performing another activity. So that's why I like the audio because you know, I can fold clothes, I can chop wood, I can do other things, do dishes, Ugh, my particular favorite. I can do mundane tasks I don't enjoy while I'm able to listen to information that my brain does enjoy. So I use it, you know, one, to learn, but I also use it as a way to get through the crummy stuff that I don't want to do. Uh, but, but because there's so much information and so many people have so many ideas And we're constantly searching for that new stimulating thing. It's easy to wonder and to doubt, like, what is actually the valuable content? What is the valuable information? And the way I process information is I always reduce it down to its simplest form. And because we live in such a complex world, we don't value the simplest and we often uh, say oh that you know that's true but it's dismissed because it's too simple we don't understand it uh, at the depth and the level it needs to be understood at and that's what danger is right danger is really the willingness to move towards the things we are afraid of or that we don't want and right now in the world before the electricity goes out or before a full economic collapse comes or a full war breaks out. We're not in a lot of physical danger right now, 
but we're in a tremendous amount of informational danger because we're battling about what is the truth and there's so much information out there and there's so much manipulation of information that it's hard to not doubt because most people want to be right they don't want to have the truth most people want to be right because that creates a sense of comfort and stability and doubt is very very uncomfortable but as I have said now many times is that the power of those of us who are wired for danger the power of those of us who have this nervous system that is willing to do, to think, to feel, to move towards the unwanted, we are truly the hope of the future because without a desire to find the truth beyond the comfort, beyond the safety, beyond the security, then we will perish because the truth doesn't set us free in the sense that everything's okay but it certainly does point the way and as I look around and I see more and more people collapsing because it's too much right it's just too much horrible stuff Uh, you know like I can't look anymore I can't feel anymore I can't know anymore I don't want to know how horrible all the people that are leading us and the corporations that are killing us and the systems that are betraying us and uh, it's so overwhelming what why wouldn't you want to have doubt about that why wouldn't you want to be wrong because it's just too much and how much courage and focus and fortitude it takes to keep your eye on the truth and still be able to take a step forward uh, and not get lost in the doubt of it all because everybody and everything around you is wanting to tell you that you're wrong because they can't look and if you look and they see you look then that creates doubt and doubt is uncertainty and uncertainty is so uncomfortable as a human we don't like uncertainty we're constantly seeking homeostasis everything in our nervous system the sympathetic and the parasympathetic is constantly seeking homeostasis so that it is it feels comfortable it doesn't want to be out of balance it doesn't want to be out of sync uh, and it doesn't want to be in danger and to master danger you have to be able to master your doubt and your uncertainty You have to be able to master your ability to focus in the mud, right, in the molasses. Uh, You have to be able to be willing to to feel uncomfortable and to have people not like you and to have uh, others question you or, or condemn you or persecute you or all these things that are just suck, right? Like, why would I want to sign up for that? Because I have to believe that there are enough of us who are willing to walk that path so that the truth can be anchored in the world and eventually we all move towards it now you can see that over time you can see that with it's you know truth is like a bell curve you know there's the people who are the outliers that are on the very very front ends 
willing to search out truth and then uh, eventually it moves into the masses but by the time most people get it right well I'm bored and I'm on to the next thing and so you know real outliers people who really seek truth who are willing to face danger for reasons that are not entertainment you know there's lots of people who seek danger that are criminals and sociopaths and things like that that's the other half of us so to speak and uh, but for those who are who want to do the right thing and are constantly seeking the truth that's out in front of them they're, they're willing to do the hard thing they're willing to do the uncertain thing the questionable thing it's normal to have doubt and it's part of the process and it doesn't mean that sometimes you won't be wrong and that was sort of the conversation I was having like I don't know if I'm right or not about the end place I've gotten in the search of all this but I do know that I'm right about the fact that truth must be revealed as horrible as it all seems to be coming out and I think most of you would probably agree that how could it be this pervasive how could so many people in leadership positions and institutions and corporations and systems just be this screwed up I you know I'm just it's like breathtaking that this is happening and uh, and so to me it's it's part of the process doubt is part of our process uh, it isn't a fun part it's not a comfortable part uh, but I just wanted to offer that up uh, the role of doubt for those who are wired for danger for those of us who are willing to move through the discomfort of doubt and uncertainty because without that nothing would ever happen right if everything was comfortable if everything was safe if everything was certain there would never be any advancements right without risk there's no reward right you have to have some people that are willing to be uncomfortable long enough to get to whatever it is on the other side of that but also be strong enough to be wrong and be okay well that didn't pan out let me try something different and that's a really difficult role in the world today because we're so scrutinized uh, because people are so desperate to feel comfortable and certain that they just want to tear everyone and everything down and it used to be a lot harder to do that now with the with social media and with access to everything everywhere all the time it's really easy to tear people apart and so we've lost some of the natural buffers I think that we've had in the past but it's always been an issue when I was listening to uh, the biography of Jane Addams for those of you who don't know her I think I talked about her once she was a uh, a woman who was extremely intelligent and it took her a long time to find her role in life but she became uh, active in the uh, advancement of those who uh, were in poverty so she really found her way by helping to work towards ending poverty and she did a lot of amazing things and she was very instrumental in a lot of uh, in the 1920s and 30s that was pushing the envelope and uh, in terms of civilization 
And at some point, at the end, she, and she was very celebrated. I mean, she was one of the most famous women in the whole country. And so at some point, though, I think she was in her 50s, so she pretty much had been very established. She made a comment, which I don't even remember what it was, but it was taken out of context, and she was demonized. And everybody, quote-unquote everybody, uh, even the president, you know, made a derogatory comment about her and distanced themselves from her because nobody went back and looked at what the original statement was and the context it was from. And it's hard to imagine in a world where there was only newspapers how that could be devastating and pervasive in the way that just one little Twitter comment can completely derail your whole life. Remember that uh, woman who was she did public relations. I don't remember what it was for, but she she got on a plane in England. She was headed towards South Africa. So before she left, she made some kind of comment about AIDS in South Africa. By the time she landed in South Africa, her tweet had made the rounds. She'd lost her job. She'd lost her reputation. She'd lost all her credibility. So in just one 140 characters or less statement her whole world became upended and you know how could that not make you doubt yourself right so this is uh you know I just I wanted to just bring that up because uh I think that's a real part of this process and You know, I was thinking a lot about what I wanted this place here on this, uh, I want to call it a journal, not a newsletter, a podcast and a journal, because I want to eventually, you know, start making it more creative, because I just feel like this tiny population of us is so important. Not that you need to be at the head of the pack, but you certainly need to be at the front of the bell curve being willing to push through the doubt right or wrong to try to find those truths and again because truth is the most dangerous thing that you can seek and uh, you know what I've learned is most people don't want the truth but there's got to be people who are willing to seek the truth at any cost because that is the only way we move ourselves forward in our own personal journey uh, and that becomes reflected out in the world because doubt isn't really about what's going on out in the world. It's only about what's going on with yourself. We use the world, I think, as a way to test our own thoughts. And uh, and I think that's been the most interesting thing, you know, about all this time I've spent now on YouTube and other mediums and just had so little resonance or connection with hardly anybody. But then just a few people creep through who really get it. And that always is such a relief because it's hard to not feel crazy when you feel like you're almost the only one having the conversation in your head about whatever the idea is. And, you know, like I said, I dedicated my life to finding what is the truth and you know at the end of the day it's not something you can tell anybody and so 
the best I think I can do is just try to support those who are also willing to seek out the truth in the best way I can imagine to do that. And for me, that was a constant reminding process. And that brings me back to, you know, saying the same thing more than once because new information is awesome. I love to learn, right? My brain lights up. I get happy if I learn something fascinating and new. But the reality is, is that's just a temporary stimulation, right? It's a dopamine hip, right? Nobody knew what that was, you know, 30 years ago when I was digging around in medical journals learning about those things. Now everybody thinks they're an expert because it's hit the mainstream. And that's the way information is, you know, what's obsolete and uh, becomes new again and what's... uh, new is always temporary before it becomes uh, just general boring information and so uh, it's exciting to get new information it's exciting to learn it's exciting to think that you're running down some new rabbit hole but at the end of the day truth is extremely simple uh, and it's easy to forget that and it's even easier to doubt that Uh, You know, we can make little quippy statements about truth will set you free, but do we even really know what that means? And uh, what does it mean? You know, at the end of the day, all things boil down to the first and the most original uh, wisdom that was etched in stone, know thyself, right? Well, that means so many different things, but it also means just one thing. And so doubt is just normal. But it's really uncomfortable. But I just want to be here with you as a way to remind ourselves it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to doubt. It's okay to be uncertain. It's okay to need a break from all of it. But my faith is in those of you who are unable to give up and unable to quit, who just have to keep going even in the midst of great doubt, in the midst of great danger, in the midst of great uncertainty, because there's just something in you that needs to do the hard thing, that needs to do the dangerous thing, that needs to do the thing that will tell you what the truth is. Because if we don't, then we will always be at the mercy of the others who are willing to do that. And that's where we are today. Most people don't want to know. And the depth of perversion around us only happens because most people are unwilling to look at what the truth is. Now, why is a whole different story. But my faith is in you. And that's what I want to do with you here is to keep reminding us why we're doing this. It's not to be right but it's being willing to, to be doubtful, to be uncertain about any of what the future holds and to just keep moving forward with the faith that we're doing the right thing for us as opposed to just being right about the thing that we do. So I am like an hour behind schedule. I am off kilter. Uh, If I've learned anything, you know, over my decades of existence, I must have a routine. And I am off routine, but I did not want to miss the opportunity to come to you this morning 
and really just uh, say thank you. Thank you for being in the world, uh, for being willing to be uncertain, to be willing to move through the doubt, uh, and more importantly, to be willing to move into what is dangerous because without you, I don't know how the world moves forward. And the world can only move forward when we're willing to look at what's within ourselves. Uh, that's the real gift. It's, what goes on out in the world isn't important. It's just what goes on within us. The world is just a reflection of what goes on within us. Uh, but if we can't look at our doubt and find a way through it, we either become immobilized, which is freeze, or we run away from it, which is flight. And that does not move us forward, and it does not move the world forward. And fight is the only nervous system response that moves forward. And that is a very, very important thing. Of that, I have no doubt. So with that, my friends, we're going to just take a deep breath, and I will see you uh, Wednesday. So for sure, I'm going to be posting Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I may do some other stuff, but uh, that will be the minimum posting. And uh, I invite you to uh, take these posts, whether they're written or audio or video, and just use them as a way to remind yourself about who you are, why you're here, and how valuable you are, that everything about you is meant to move forward. And that is a very, very good thing. All right. See you next time.